to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 263 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Here it is, another Tuesday, uh, and just two more race weekends to go. I cannot believe it in this 2021 season. Uh, But fear not, there is more than just two shows to go in Season 5 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Um, We've got so much to do. There's going to be the Lucky Dog Lap Down recap of 2021. We're going to have the season recap. Going to do, oh, just, you know, an award show that we've done every Every year since the show's inception, which I'm very excited about, some surprises with that, uh, and I'm looking for input from you guys on on some categories and all that. If you have an idea of what a nomination should be for the shock and awe moment of 2021, make sure you tweet that at me at Lap Traffic PC. So much to do before season five closes out, and hopefully. We're giving away a piece of sheet metal from Kevin Harvick, a 2020 diecast win that just happens to be the Phoenix race win for Chase Elliott's championship. Uh, just got to get to 6,000 followers. Uh, getting close. All that good stuff. Uh, man, let's see. What's going on besides all that? Well, this past Friday had a 40th birthday party. Saturday had a 40th birthday party to go to. Uh, Sunday, hung out, watched uh, racing, football. And, and yes, I've started to put up Christmas decorations. And if you followed the show for any length of time, you know that I, uh, I take the Christmas decoration pretty seriously. Normally, we start you know, November 1st. And so why uh, a a mid-October start? Well, uh, there's just some things going on. Uh, I travel for work uh, the first weekend into the second week of November. Then that Saturday is the baby shower for Lindsay and the baby. And we're going to have a lot of family in town and all that for the baby shower, obviously. And I need the house decorated by that day so we have had to get an early start so uh gonna have that going on the rest of the week as well uh six seven eight nine ten trees don't put themselves up so uh we've been busy with that um speaking of the last show and and that little work trip that i have there so uh, i actually will be traveling over the championship race weekend uh should be able to take in some of it which is pretty cool um and then we'll do the recap show and talk about that on wednesday so we're gonna have a rare wednesday show the uh after championship weekend there so uh, be on the lookout for that but tonight what about tonight well Tonight, I'm very excited because the return of A.J. Allmendinger just a couple weeks after uh, Matt Collig and Chris Rice were on. I'm very excited to get A.J. on the line here in just a minute. He's going to kick things off with us. Then Parker Kligerman is going to be back on the show as well. He has been so busy. Can't wait to catch up with him. Uh, Parker and I will recap Kansas, all that good stuff, social media. And, and yes, listen, you guys know that uh, Aaron and Brian and I like to talk some some college football, and it's a big week for Michigan uh, as Michigan undefeated, playing undefeated Michigan State in East Lansing. So huge game for both schools this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend, great game. I'm very excited. But uh, so yeah, so a little extended weather segment a little later in the show. Lucky dog lap down picks uh, and some fantasy. So uh, let's get things rolling. Let's get the dinger back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his third appearance on the show. He has five wins, 17 top fives, 20 top tens this season, and is looking to punch his ticket to the final four this weekend at Kansas. Welcome back to the show, AJ Allmendinger. AJ, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Been a, been a fun year so far, and hopefully we can finish it off with at least getting to the final four and giving ourselves a chance at the championship absolutely man listen so it's, it's saturday afternoon it's race day for you thanks for taking some time to call just before the race what's uh what's a typical race day look like for you what's what's the normal routine for you on race day well i mean it's uh it's different now with covid and you know usually you get, you get in early in the morning at least in, in the, the cup side of it you get in early and 
uh, get ready, do a driver's meeting and all that, and everything would kind of happen fairly quick. Uh, you know, now with our schedules, they were great because we get extra days home, and, and especially our, our men and women, the, the crew members that travel, you know, they get to spend more time at home, which is a big deal because they're always working hard at the shop and then traveling on the road. So they always have a busy schedule. So I think it's really fantastic for them to be able to spend an extra day or even two days at home depending on where we're racing at. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, now it's, you kind of get up and, and races at 2 o'clock here in Kansas and get up, kind of mosey out of the hotel at some point, mostly because of boredom. I don't, you know, usually I only need to get here that early, uh, go get something to eat and just kind of hang out. You know, it's I love this time of year because college football's on, so we get to watch some college football and, and hang out and, and at least kind of, let the time kind of pass by. Otherwise, I just kind of sit here and start pacing, which I usually do anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty chill because everything is done now. I mean, we're we're get to the race and sure. we're just hanging out waiting. So, all right, let's go back. Uh, you know, maybe pre-COVID, what would like uh, you know sponsor obligations and stuff like that look like for you on a race day? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, with the Xfinity schedule, and I didn't get to experience much of this uh, a little bit in 2019. You know, usually you'd show up on what is race day and, and it, you got qualifying in the morning and that's, so you get here pretty early in the morning and you qualify and then you'd have a driver's meeting and maybe you do a little sponsor meet and greet here or there or something like that. And then you'd be right to the race. So you get up pretty early in the morning, but everything seemed like, especially a, a mid afternoon race would happen so quick because you were always kind of just moving. So uh, it's a lot different now for sure. Ah, gotcha, for sure. Um, all right, AJ, talk about this incredible season. Five wins, you know, we got to win on a mile and a half, a short track, road course, Roval. The only thing you haven't won on is the Super Speedway, but you finished second at Daytona a couple weeks ago. Talk about the wild, wild ride this season's been for you. Yeah, Matt Collig always kind of, you know, gives me uh, – Gives me some fun, we'll call it that. Fun for him, at least. He's the team owner, so he can do whatever he wants. But he's like, yeah, it'd be nice if he could win on the Super Speedway. I'm like, yeah, I got you, Matt. I appreciate that, man. You know, I pushed some teammates to the win. We, we were three wide coming to the checker to Daytona. Uh, so he likes, he likes to uh, to give me a little bit of fun, we'll call it. And, sure. and uh, But, no, it's been, it's been a fantastic year. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Coming to college full time, you know, I knew uh, the part time schedule that we'd been on. We'd had some success for sure, and winning some races, and you know, didn't know what to expect. Truly, doing this full time and didn't really set numbers or goals. Of course, the ultimate goal is always to try to win races and at least contend for the championship. Uh, but to be able to win five races and then on top of it and win a cup race at Indy, uh, dream come true. So it's been an amazing year, and no matter what happens in the championship, you can't take away the how much fun and, and how fantastic this year has been to be a part of at Collard Racing. Uh, but, of course, at the end of the day, you'd still at least like to be able to go to Phoenix and give yourselves a, a chance at the championship. But, you know, now with the championship the way it is, uh, it's one race. And I think Kevin Hardwick and Chase Briscoe kind of showed – that you can't define fully what the year is just off of, of that one championship race because, you know, you look at Kevin and, and Chase, I think they had nine and eight wins respectively, I think, yep. in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. And, you know, I mean, Kevin even made it to, to Phoenix, and, and Chase went to Phoenix and struggled and finished fourth in the championship. So I think it, it's different now. Of course, you, you'd want to go and win the championship, but – you can't define everything based off of that one race. So it's been a fantastic year. But, of course, we'd love to be able to get there and have an opportunity at least to to fight for the championship amongst uh, the Final Four. Absolutely. No, no doubt about that. Uh, AJ, when you look at Collard Racing and where they started just a handful of years ago to where this organization is now, um, you know, even from the growth, when you stepped in kind of from a mentor role a few years ago, uh, what's it been like to see this organization grow from the inside? You know, it's been uh, amazing to, to be just a small part of it. I'd always, uh, I just love motorsports and, and, you know, what's going on, especially when, when you're in NASCAR, so on the NASCAR side of it. So I didn't know Matt Collig. I didn't know Chris Rice. I think we spoke about this before, but, you know, it's, I didn't, I never met him. Uh, you know, Matt, I basically knew from 
the commercials on TV. And Chris Rice, I had known who he was, but never talked to them. But I had watched the first three years of college racing and the the growth that it had between Blake Cook and then Ryan Truex in 2018. And I just felt like they were kind of doing it the right way. They weren't trying to get too big too soon. They were a one-car team, and 2019 happened. And, uh, you know, they had Justin Haley, which I thought was a, a, a great addition to really help kind of taking the, the organization in the, in the next step because Justin I had seen through trucks and came in and he has so much talent and is so quick. So I like that. And, and you know, next thing you know, Matt, uh, Chris Rice gives me a call at the beginning of 2019 and just asked if I wanted to, to run some of the, the road course races and some of the super speedway races. And at that point I had signed with NBC. So I actually didn't know how much I was even going to be allowed to do. So a lot of the credit, on the other side of it goes to NBC and NBC Sports for allowing me to do those races while I was doing my broadcasting side of it. And, you know, just from there, you know, I walked in the shop and basically, we, I mean, we have an, an alliance with RCR, but it was a, the college racing men and women, but the engineering side of it was a lot of RCR and we were just kind of piggybacking off of that and taking what they would do. And from there, the biggest difference now is, you know, we have our in-house engineers. We still have an alliance, but, you know, we do a lot of, of our own development as well of, of what we think is, is the right direction when it comes to, you know, last year with, with Ross and Justin mostly and, and me a little bit. And then, you know, this year with Justin, myself, and Jeb full-time of really trying to take our race cars in, in what directions we think is right. So that's where the big difference has really been. And just the growth of the organization and all the men and women there just, uh, you know, truly coming together and, and working as a partnership and as a family to, to keep trying to get better. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, with with the with Colic moving to Cup or adding a, a full-time Cup ride next year, uh, you know, and you obviously with quite the extensive Cup background yourself, you know, have you, have you played, you know, a little bit of a mentor role there as to what they can expect, uh, you know, for their first, first time uh, full-time in the Cup garage next year? Well, I mean, not yes and no, uh, because with the new next-gen car, I don't think any of us really know what to expect. Sure. And I did the test at the Roval. It's a real fun car to drive, at least on the road courses. I haven't driven it on a Roval, so I have no idea. There's definitely some kinks that got to be worked out in that car before the season starts, and it's getting close. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I <laughs> You know, Chris Rice and myself, I, I joke with Matt a lot because over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of success in, in college racing, right, with the Xfinity program and then, heck, running up front in, in the road course cup races and in the super speedway races and winning a race. But at the end of the day, I tell Matt, it's it's not easy, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's God, take it from a guy that spent a lot of years not, not really even coming close to winning races at times, especially – when you're a small team, you know, the great thing about Matt is uh, his background in business and what he has done with Lee Filter and other companies now that, that he is a part of and that growth and bringing new partnerships into the, not just our race team, but in the NASCAR in general. If you look at people like Hyper Ice and Barger Precast, Ramco, uh, I mean, heck, we, we've had, you know, Nutrien Ag was new to, to the sport. You know, you, you look at companies like that, and of course with Leaf Filters, it's grown with, with the race team, and we continually work hard to, to try to bring in new companies. you got Celsius, that's a, a, a smaller sponsor on our team. You know, companies like that, that we can bring into the race team, and, you know, really it starts with Matt, but, you know, as we bring them in, you know, it just helps build the racing. You keep bringing funding into the team and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're racing against the best of the best, the, the Hendricks and the Penskys and, uh, I mean, Joe Gibbs and, you know, go on go on down the line, right? Like, it, it's – it's. so there are certain days where, you know, when you're a brand-new team, a 20th place finish is a great day. It's hard to take it in the moment, but that's what we as a team have to understand that it's – we go to certain racetracks, and, and sure, the road courses for me and, and certain other racetracks, and maybe the next-gen car, it, it brings everybody a little closer and, and things like that. But, I mean, there's it, it's it's not easy. And um, there's going to be a lot of down days. 
that you got to take the best out of those days and and keep building and that that can be tough sometimes no i hear you there for sure so so aj last thing here for you speaking of uh matt and chris uh they were on the show a couple weeks ago leading into charlotte uh where you went out and won at charlotte and I was at MIS, which is my home track, standing next to your pit stall when you won at MIS. So I'm not saying I'm good luck or anything <laughs> with you guys being uh, around the show. But if you go out this afternoon and pick up the win, and if you need to call before Phoenix, I'm here for you. I just want to put that out there for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if, if, if we go win today, I'll take anything we can get. So I always have said in this sport, beggars can't be choosers. So if if that's what is leading us to victories, like we'll do a, a show every day leading up to Phoenix if we have to, if that's it. I love it, man. Uh, listen, where can everybody keep up with you and the team and sponsors and social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I keep in a low profile, so I'm, I'm just on Twitter, at AJ Dinger. Uh, but Call of Media, or Call of Racing, they have all kinds of social media outlets between Twitter, uh, Twitter Instagram, <laughs> the guy came and talk now. That'll make the show. Yeah, Good old Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, still, 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 you know, trying to get my words back straight from that, that uh, hit the wall at Talladega. That's what happens when you break a wall. So, no, it... You know, all the social social media outlets. See, you got me tongue tied now. This will actually be happy. Chris loves when I'm tongue tied because that means I'm not, you know, crying on the radio during the race. So, <laughs> yeah. But all the social media outlets, Twitter, uh, Instagram, websites, things like that. That's uh, that's where you can follow all of it. So that was a very long answer to your short question. That's all right, man. I love it. That was great. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to AJ Allmendinger with Colleg Racing for calling in on race day. AJ, best of luck this afternoon, these last few races, man. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to talk to you soon, man. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, we'll see ya. <laughs> Lap Traffic Nation, that might go down as, as blooper of, of ever on this show. Uh, <laughs> that was hysterical. I love it. Uh, yeah, that that's staying. That, that's not getting cut at all. Um, how cool, too, uh, to be able to talk to AJ, you know, Saturday. Um, that, that was cool to record that. Uh, you know, I don't typically get to do them like that. Normally, it's on Monday or Tuesday. So to do that on Saturday right before he strapped in uh, was, was pretty cool. Uh, all right. Let's keep this show rolling. Uh, let's, let's talk this past weekend's racing and look ahead to Martinsville with none other than Parker Kligerman. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his fourth appearance on the show. He might be one of the busiest guys out there. You can catch him on the virtual side with Landon Castle with the E-Racer Series. He's racing 10 truck races this year with four top 10s, and he even raced this past weekend's cup race. Oh, by the way, you'll also catch him on Pit Road with NBC. Welcome back to the show, Parker Kligerman. Parker, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. Yeah, you, uh, you've got it all under there in one sentence. Impressive. <laughs> so it's been a busy time, but... Uh, fun time as yeah, always absolutely so uh when do you sleep though that's my question that that i never can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine that's what the off season's for right exactly yeah <laughs> sleep when you're dead sort of thing right, right. so absolutely. uh i uh i'm with you man i i think you know some of it's by necessity some of it's by design i think in staying busy i do like being busy i enjoy it but um you know there's there's elements where in certain things, right, to perform at your highest, you can't be doing as many, so many things. So I think uh, people always view like all the things I'm doing is like, oh, this must be crazy, balance all that. The one thing I will say is that if you look at it, there's one consistent theme, and that's motorsports, right? So like as long, it's pretty much to me under the same banner all over. So I uh, I feel like each portion, things I do sort of help each other, and that keeps it manageable and able to be done otherwise it's like i think if you were doing all these different things in different categories or different industries that would be really tough right so. yeah like if you were sideline for football uh mm -hmm. racing for indy and covering well even that nascar <laughs> that's still under motorsports but you know yeah i see where you're coming from you 100%. get it yeah 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 um so all right man the season's winding down all three series we got two more races to go in each uh what's parker's headline right now for the 2021 season Ooh, headline. Um, what would be my headline for the 2021 20, season? 
can anyone stop Larson? I love it, right? Because, I mean, yeah. you know, last year we were kind of talking about can anybody stop Harvick, but Harvick didn't even make it to the Final Four. Larson's in the Final Four. He's he's won the last three. He's probably going to win the next two. He'll probably win the Daytona 500. I mean, there's nothing slowing this guy down. No, not at all. And actually, you know what, just to add on to that, I mean, can anyone, you know, can Hendrick now go back to back, right? Yeah. Like, I think one thing overshadowed in everything that's occurred probably in the last couple, you know, three or four years in, I know, I know Steve Latart alluded to it on the broadcast yesterday, but the resurgence of Hendrick Motorsports, right? Like think about where we were three, four years ago, was it? That we were like, everyone scratched their heads going, where, you know, what is going on at Hendrick Motorsports? They can't win. Like this, this is crazy. Um, you know, this great organization that's one of the most successful in all motorsports, uh, and especially at the NASCAR level, biggest superstars, you know, change over to a younger group of drivers. Is this the right decision? And now they won a championship last year. They're dominant this year. I mean, look at how fast those cars were yesterday at Kansas. I'll tell you this. Obviously, if the, I think if the Hendrick cars weren't in there, um, I don't ever go a lap down yesterday. So <laughs> they were so they were so far ahead of the competition that when they lapped me, there was no one else there. I was like, no one else came by the rest of the run. I was like, so these guys have some serious speed and, and a lead right now. So I mean, they've just they've just been elite this year, and uh, you know, Larson's obviously taking full advantage of that. So. Can anyone stop him? And really, the resurgence of that organization has been incredible. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, one thing I'd say to that is, you know, last year, you know, the, the organization was winning races last year. But, you know, to me, nothing really stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, yeah, I mean, we knew Chase was going to be good at the road courses. For him to go out and, and win at uh, Martinsville last year, then to go and win at Phoenix, you know, that – is where it started for me was the last two races of 2020 for Hendrick and then for them to be able to carry on and just like you said dominate across the board I mean you when you got one driver that's won nine out of 30 uh well what 31 uh, races plus Byron plus uh Chase you know it's it's crazy the percentage of races that organizations won this year Oh yeah, he, he, I not to bring him up twice, but Steve Latard always talks about that 07 year uh, where they were developing the COT while racing the you know that car it was a Gen Four car we call it back then, um, and I think they won something like 17 races as an organization or something like that, and had just a bajillion top tens and top fives, and yeah. Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson were just dominant. Like it's you know this organization has done it before. But, uh, you know, there was definitely a drought in between there. So it's just impressive to see. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, you mentioned it. Talk about your race a little bit yesterday. You know, uh, first time in a cup car uh, in, in quite some time. Uh, we, we love seeing you in the trucks. Uh, talk about, you know, yesterday, what brought that all together and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, it was basically the day after Talladega or the night after the race on Monday, uh, Marty Gaunt just reached out and said, Hey, I might have a chance to, uh, do a race here. Would you be interested in racing? And I was uh, driving. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and, uh, he's like, all right, I'll let you know. And then, you know, next day he said, all right, we're good to go. I think it's gonna be Kansas and said, all right, cool. And then we, was, we got a call and said, we're go, we're doing it. And I said, Hey, do you mind if I, uh, if I ask my partner fast, if they want to be involved? And he said, sure. So reached out to fast. They were, they were interested in it. Um, and thus was born the, the QR code scan for a $1 hoodie car. That's and, awesome. uh, yeah, we, we were able to get in car cameras, which was awesome. And it was, uh, I knew it was going to be cool. And I knew a lot of fans were going to get involved with it, but I didn't know to the level that it ended up being was incredible. I think we, uh, You'll see the numbers here soon um, of what, how many hoodies were sold and how many scans of the car code, but I can just tell you it blew my mind. That's so so cool. um, it was absolutely massive. And on top of that, we had a great run, which I think helped, right? So I got in the car. I haven't been in a cup car in two years. Last time was 2019 at Texas. Um, and all I can say is I knew there would be a, a lot of catch-up. Um, I had a lot of new. I had never sat in the seat that I – well, I mean, I sat in and I molded it to me, but like the type of seat – you know, things change. It just felt like there were so many new things coming at me at once. I had to sort of adjust to, um, and then you add in, it was a super windy day. We had a little bit of rain there and, uh, it was a lot to, you know, sort of try and catch up in a short order of time, but 
we were fast in stage one. And I think barring some, uh, you know, just some lucky breaks and making myself making a better adjustment at the end of the race. Uh, I think we could have gotten a top 15 or maybe even been a threat for the top 10. So it was, uh, it was cool to get back in the cup series. I, I tweeted afterwards that there's nothing that prepares you for Sundays and the cup level, you know, cup, uh, talent level. And I, it, you know, yesterday just reminded me there's nothing that prepares you for how good everyone in that field is from 32nd, 33rd on forward. It's just, these are the top of the top. And as you move through the field and you get in that top 20 space, it's, uh, it's unbelievable what those drivers do, what the teams do, the level they execute at, the you know the moves they can make and get away with and how perfect they are and just it's it, there's nothing like it in racing I, I truly believe there's nothing like the cup series uh anywhere in the world that's a great perspective man i love that there uh well well, well let's 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 continue with that a little bit because it kind of leads to the next thing i've got written down there in terms of the level of execution the perfection that everybody's got to be you know from all three series right uh trucks to to cup uh and what's stuck out to me a little bit this year are the number of non-playoff drivers that have won during the playoffs we had tate fogelman chris Christian Eckes in the truck series, Ty Gibbs, John Hunter Nemechek, Brandon Brown, Josh Berry, four different Xfinity winners have won in the playoffs that aren't playoff Xfinity drivers. We had Bubba Wallace in the cup series, you know, knowing how hard it is, um, you know, what does it say for those teams in particular that have been able to go out and win a playoff race, not competing in the playoffs? Yeah, it's very impressive. And I, I think for the fans out there uh, that maybe don't, understand why it's impressive they might be sitting there being like well don't they try to win every week and it's like yes but i'll tell you this uh in the cup series especially the reason we don't normally see non-playoff drivers win playoff races is that there is without a doubt an emphasis put on those cars that are within the playoffs and that means from the body design to the emphasis of everything they build around those cars including the engines i would be i think any engine builder would tell you They've always got something they're going to find a little bit more for those playoffs, or they're going to design their engines, you know, in terms of the usage of them to have the best stuff they possibly can in the playoffs. So that's why, and if you're not a playoff car, I, uh, I think it'd be hard pressed to say that you're going to be getting the same stuff as playoff cars every time. So that's why that's, <laughs> um, I think it's an Xfinity series, you know, the Xfinity series is a similar way. And then trucks, obviously we run a spec engine, so it's not the same, but I think, you know, that's why when we see that for us on the, on the media side, it's like, wow, that's very interesting, right? Like that team really excelled at a high level to be able to pull that off. Um, and then I think in Xfinity and I think in trucks, I think you just have a very, um, I don't, I guess, you know, you have a diverse set of skill levels, um, a diverse set of teams that sort of, you know, that if the right driver can find themselves at the right team on any given day, you know, that the, the equipment side is sort of level a little bit at the front of the field. And so I think those, you know, you see those sorts of things where those drivers can excel um, and, you know, playoffs are not, I think they, you know, they're in a position that they're able to do that. Sure. So that's why I, I don't find it that odd in those series, but definitely in cup, I would say, you know, seeing a non-playoff driver go and win a race in the playoffs is always just like a, whoa, they, they really accomplished something on that day. A hundred percent. I'm with you there for sure. Uh, Kyle Larson, man, he goes out this past weekend, picks up win number nine. Like you said, the speed out of that, uh, out of that car and out of that organization this weekend was, was, was leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else we've now got back-to-back season now where a driver's had nine wins i I pull out the crystal ball does he pick up win number 10 and win number 11 this season and close it out with five in a row (laughs) why not i i know martinsville's been tough for him uh in the past when he was at ganassi um i know that you know I, i remember going to his hauler talking to his crew chiefs at the time and it was a place he really had to work on. So I don't know. I mean, he's at a place that's been very successful in Martinsville. He's got some drivers there that have been very good there. So who knows what he's picking up on it. Um, and then I, you know, look, he is my far, my championship favorite. Um, I think it's a, if he were to go win another, you know, 10 races in the year and not win the championship, I feel like that is a pretty, uh, unfortunate situation right yeah. i mean this guy has won almost a third of the races 
that's not the you know at the end of the day i think a lot of these teams view just making the championship for now kind of as the same level of winning a championship back in the day in terms of you know because of the unpredictability of having one race decided all sure but it's uh it's definitely interesting to me that you know he's he's in a, an amazing position and i think for martinsville he can do you know he can kind of do whatever he wants there um in terms of you know whatever it takes take risks that sort of thing and then hopefully find himself with uh with a shot to win um but yeah i i don't know i don't think there's i i couldn't give you a verifiable reason why he wouldn't be able to win the next enough year. right so is that a better way to put it yeah i love it all right so uh, you know, you mentioned there's been some other guys out in the field that have done pretty well at Martinsville. Uh, we got Martin Truex Jr., who's dominated there as of late. Uh, you know, all three Penske drivers are on the outside looking in. Obviously, a close battle with Blaney and Bush for that fourth spot. But right now, we've got at least two drivers that are going to make it in on points. You know, set the scene for this weekend for us in, in terms of how that all could maybe play out. Yeah, I think Penske's in an interesting situation, right? Because the the 550 package stuff was just not their bread and butter this season. Um, you know, in this round, they really needed something to go their way the last two weeks, and it just didn't. Right? Uh, you had Joey's issue at Texas. Brad had a great execution on that day in the two car, but you know, was not able to make a huge dent in the points. Um, and you know, Blaney has obviously probably been one of the best of the 550s for them, but it's just not you know, didn't show up here in these two races. And so I think the, when they look at Martinsville, all three of them, right. In my mind have a serious chance to win because of Penske's 750 horsepower package performance this year, but that's a really precarious position for uh, the organization. Right. So, and I think if whoever of those cars makes it to Phoenix is going to be in a great position. If you look at their performance last year and how close they came to, uh, you know, being the ones to combat against Chase Elliott. I, I just think they, unfortunately, these two races and the way this round was designed were just not designed for them, right? Sure. And they needed everything to go their way, and it didn't. So I think they're in a really precarious position in that sense and as an organization. And obviously a lot of weight now falls on Martinsville, but you've got three drivers, I think, that all view it as a place they can win. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they, you know, how they treat each other, how they race each other, and, um, you know, where everything stacks up at the end. Yeah, no, you know, and for me, I, I love the fact of one, how close, I mean, you know, uh, how, how close some of the points battles are right now. And knowing that two get in on points at a minimum, plus you're going to go to Martinsville, you know, and with three Penske drivers in it, you know, I, I wonder, you know, how, how the teammate rules may, uh, whether they're in, in play <laughs> or not in play, uh, you know, on that last restart with 15 to go or something like that. <laughs> so that's Be interesting, man. Watch. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. One last one here. Or I'm sorry. I got two quick ones here. Uh, any teasers for the eraser series you want to put out there? Yeah, we got one more event this year, uh, that we should have already done by now, but Landon and myself have been, wildly busy no kidding um so we haven't been able to, to lock down dates that he and i could both be on a computer at the same time so that's been the trouble we uh it's an awesome event uh i i don't you know i don't have any qualms telling you it's the landing castle qualifying challenge but reimagined and reconfigured and we think it's one of the most unique uh motorsport events you'll ever see so awesome we really really want to get it off the ground and get going we just, unfortunately, the truth is, have been just so busy, we haven't been able to put the dates on it. Everything's being designed in the background. Everything's ready to go. It's just when we click the button to announce, here's the dates, this is when it's happening, uh, is when everyone else will find out what it looks like and uh, what dates. And we'll probably learn the dates at that same time. <laughs> I love it. All right, man, last one for you. What goes on Parker Kligerman's hot dog? On a hot dog? Yeah. Uh, mustard and sauerkraut. Fair enough. That's my favorite hot dog. I love yep. it. I love it. Eat simple and eat, and uh, one of my favorite things in the world to eat. Perfect. Working preferably in like a New York street cart. Oh yes. Oh absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Where can everybody follow you on social media? At Pete Klingerman. That's my is. social media across everything. Catch me there. And uh, thank you to everyone who uh, was able to get a, a fast hoodie this past weekend. And uh, stay tuned for on all our socials and for more stuff from fast. They're always doing cool promos. So stay tuned for that. I love it. All right. Lab traffic nation. Huge. Thanks to Parker with NBC for calling in, man. Have a blast these last two weeks and uh, enjoy the off season, man. 
Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right. it. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. We'll see ya. Oh, so great to catch up with Parker. Cannot wait to see who's in our final four. There are so many possibilities uh, that I wouldn't be surprised by. You could tell me just about anybody, uh, you know, especially since at least two make it in on points. Three are going to make it in on points if Kyle Larson picks up another win. And if you told me so-and-so won or so-and-so pointed their way in, I wouldn't be surprised by it. So I can't wait to see what our final four is going to look like. Uh, All right. Let's do a little social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast. Uh, YouTube, The Lab Traffic Podcast. TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review. I appreciate them all. Uh, Listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, or your favorite hosting site. Tell your friends to go check out the show. And don't forget about the huge giveaway. I think it's around 350 followers to go giving away a piece of sheet metal from Kevin Hart. And that uh, Chase Elliott raced win 124 diecast from Phoenix last year. So keep telling your friends. We've got some new followers like Nell M at Nell M88, big hockey motorsports fan from Shelby, Michigan, literally just down the street from me. Uh, NASCAR Anium at Aiden Napier 2, big fan of Hamlin, Justin Haley from Tennessee. Uh, Michelle underscore Wolf nine at blue jeans underscore 19 uh, heavy metal NASCAR fan from South Carolina. I'll actually be there in a couple weeks. Uh, David Khan at uh, real David Khan NASCAR fan father of two from New Jersey. Shane Kirk uh, daddy of two kiddos from Kentucky. Huge NASCAR fan, especially Martin Truex Jr. We got Mike K at Nico Driver from Utah. Big Harvick fan. Uh, Mark Woodruff at Mark Woodruff YDC4L from Texas, a uh, Fox Sports radio junkie. Welcome to the show, guys. Appreciate you. Tell your friends. And don't forget to go to the store on the website or if you want a free koozie and some stickers, go to the website thelivetrafficpodcast.com. Fill out the contact page and I will send them to you for free. Okay, let's keep things rolling. It's 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 game week, baby. Michigan, the Spartans. Who is going to take home the Paul Bunyan trophy? We'll have to wait till Saturday to find out, but I think it's a good time for Aaron and I to start talking about it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR at at NASCAR underscore WXNAN. Sorry, I thought I almost messed that up there. Uh, welcome back to the Lab Traffic Podcast, Mr. Aaron Sedwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Good evening, sir. I'm doing well. And yourself? Uh, I'm great because we got some hail to the victors playing there in the background, sir. Uh, go blue. Go blue. That explains the goosebumps. Yes. Man. All right. So An- another W. Another one. So we've got a lot to talk about, and I want to start with this. Uh, I got a notification that I got a, a new review on the podcast today, and I, I don't know. The person may or may not have already cut out of the show. He gave me a five-star, he, she, I'm not sure, gave me a five-star review, which was awesome. Thank you. But for the comments, said, great podcast, too much Michigan talk. That's when I normally tune out. So, <laughs> Well, okay, you know what? The first person I thought of, yeah. Matt Tift. <laughs> oh, you know, if Matt Tift took the time to go and review the podcast, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if it's I, I I don't know if Matt listens on a regular basis. I I mean he obviously knows the podcast, but uh, well he's I'm been like, on the podcast with us talking Michigan yes, football. Yes, he has. Ohio State football. Yeah, we need to do that again we next do year. Need to do that for sure. But uh, I'm like, all right, that's too funny. I saw that and I love it. and I understand. Like, yeah, I mean it's NASCAR and we maybe go a little heavy sometimes. We're gonna go heavy tonight on it just because we can and uh i'm like how funny was that 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 review came in on michigan michigan state weekend like it's but here's here's the worst part i'm not convinced they're not listening right now i think it's possible and hopefully it's entertaining enough that they stick around i and my thing is whoever it is listen i appreciate you listening to the show even as long as it is in the show to get to the weather segment thank you for the five-star review and i appreciate that i mean i really do um but let me know like is it just because you're a not a 
Big Ten fan? Are you an SEC fan? An ACC fan? Like, if I did, there are no ACC if fans. I, Come on. <laughs> if I did the football talk of your school or region, would you still would you be listening? But uh, we'll see. Let's see what we get. Um, all right. So lots to do from a Michigan, Michigan State perspective. And I've got some trivia here for you. Uh, First off, they opened yesterday at minus four. It's now at four and a half. Michigan favorite going to the EL on the road, which is crazy. Um, Sir, are you aware of the uh, the overall record of of the two schools? You mean head to head, head to head? Yes. Oh, I I could not pull up the numbers. So. Share share your knowledge. So this weekend will be the 114th meeting of the two. Michigan leads 71-37 with five ties. That's uh, kicking it old school. I think uh, both Penn State and Illinois would have been happy walking away with a tie this last weekend. <laughs> you know, so obviously Michigan a little. So here's, here's a funny one. Um, the biggest blowout. Can you guess the margin of victory? Ooh, I'm going to go 47, but I'm thinking you're going to go back to the 1910s and pull up some crazy score on me. So game two of the series, right? Michigan won 119 to nothing. Imagine if they didn't take their foot off the gas. Right? Like nothing like not holding back. So what was the school? What was the year on that? uh, Well, I mean, this is so we will have to back into that because I didn't look. So this is the 114th. So that means we've played 113. So 113 minus uh, 112. So 112 minus 2021 is uh would be the year of that game uh so i was i was damn close you were it was 1909 yeah yeah so all right so here's what i don't even know whether i don't know if field goals were even a thing back then i don't even know what the scoring but based off today's scoring that would be a touchdown and a field goal every three and a half minutes like (laughs) and you know what I, and you know what? Harbaugh's still on going for the press conference and say, you know, we kind of slowed up at the end there. The defense <laughs> could have more, put more pressure on the quarterback. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, we're, like, was it not a full team? Like, how do you put up 119 to nothing? Not even like a half-ass, like, we're going to sub in scrubs so that they can, like, get a field yeah, goal. Yeah, because team, the teams weren't that deep then. No, that's what she said, but. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like that's crazy. All right, uh, do you know what Michigan's longest win streak is? Uh, I do not. So all right, so it's kind of a caveat here with that. So they won 14 in a row from 1916 to 1929. However, from 1930 and 1931, there were back-to-back ties. But then Michigan won the first two games after that. So uh, straight win streak yeah, is 14, so you go, but a possible you go unbeaten streak. Yes. You go unbeaten streak in there too. Yes. yes. All right. Now here's another crazy one. Do you know the last time both teams played ranked inside the top ten? Ooh, you know, I, I actually did see them talking about that on a on. Um, I guess it was Fox this past weekend. Um, I want to say it was like 14 years ago. No, 64, 1964. Wow, Michigan, okay. came, Michigan uh, was ranked number fourth, and the Spartans were number nine. Michigan won 17 to 10. So it really just shows Michigan State's always overrated. There, <laughs> wow. Woo. See, I was going to play a little nicer just because I really want the W this week. So. It's, it's, you know what? But you're uh, an actual true uh, alum, so you're allowed. It's it's game week. No, I'm a football alum. It's game week. That's yeah. everybody I saw Facebook today. It's game week. Yeah. This is the, you know what? We can, we talk about Ohio State, um, enormous rivalry, but really that kind of dates back to the Woody and Bo era. Yes. But you go Michigan, Michigan State, and it's literally, you know, they'll saw flags of this and shirts of this house divided. Yeah, absolutely. You've got people, you've got people who, you know, a friend of mine 
she's a Michigan alum. She said, well, half people in my house went to East Lansing, half went to state. And it's like, it, it, you, you, you just have people that don't talk this whole week. Yeah. So let and me. It really is the core of it, especially on a recruiting standpoint. Oh, Go ahead. Sure. Sorry. I was going to say, so let me ask you this. Is Michigan a true six and are the Spartans a true eight? Is that a product of some other schools losing across both the Big Ten and across the country? Like, are are both teams a little overrated or do you think that this is a good, true top 10 team for both of them? I, I honestly, I haven't watched state play as much as I probably should. I'll probably catch up this week. Um, for how everybody's played, I think you look at it. Look at the national, except except maybe Georgia. I think you look at the national landscape. I think almost every team that's not named Georgia could be playing better. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, Alabama with a loss. Ohio State with a loss. Cincinnati number two, and they haven't played anybody. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I honestly I, think oh, sorry, they're both top. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, but they're, I honestly think just looking at where everything kind of ranks out, I, I look at a rank. He's like, okay, hey, are they better than this team? Worse than this team? Yeah, probably. Are they better and worse? Yeah, they're probably. So I'm, I'm happy with both teams being ranked in top 10 for what they've accomplished so far and the teams they're playing. They have beaten the schedule in front of them. And that's all anybody can do and all anybody can be asked to do at this point. I will throw out one more. Top 25 note, I absolutely love seeing the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners ranked <laughs> in the Texas Longhorns not. Nice. Yeah, I love That's good. Um, so, all right, let me ask you this. Where, you know, if, if you were going to pick Michigan to win, why? And if you were going to pick the Spartans to win, why? I, honestly, I think it's going to be the – each one's going to be the same answer. It's going to be the running game. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, if, uh, if the, and if whoever can, is, and then from that, you really say it winds up being the line play. It's going to be, you know, I'll go back to like, a, I think it was a mad term, the big uglies, those guys down in the trenches, who's gets lower, who's going to win those battles. And like I said, I want to watch Michigan state play a little bit more before I really definitively say this, but I've been very impressed with both sides of the line for Michigan for this year. Yes. Uh, making plays, holding blocks, really kind of being very athletic and then seeing the blocking downfield, which, you know, hadn't you hadn't seen really from a Michigan team in a while from the receivers. Yeah. I, you know, for, for me, when I look at, if, if I'm going to answer that question, it's the same thing. It's, it's the run game. And I think the Spartans haven't had to rely on, on the run game as much, but I think Michigan's Michigan will force that their defense to get tired late into the fourth quarter. So yep. I think that is where the edge could tip to Michigan's favor. Not to be Homer, but because I right. think I, I and I don't even remember. That's how bad it I, I am right now. I don't remember what I picked for this game seven weeks ago when we did this. And <clears throat> I I want to say that I I don't think I think I had Michigan as the win for this game because I think I had them losing Wisconsin, but um, when when I look at where they're at now, I do still think seven games in that Cade is just not all that confident in himself when he's got to make a lot of passes. And, you know, when the fact that they played Northwestern this past weekend and he only had 120 some passing yards against Northwestern, like, you know, we're, we're going to need you to step up here a little bit. So and I just think that they're going to have I think Michigan's going to have to rely on the run. And I think uh, Michigan State's going to be forced to go to the run. Um, I want to play it a little bit different because I, I think that. And I do agree with you. I think going on the fourth quarter, Michigan's going to have a much bigger advantage having the Michigan State defense tired. If it's close, uh, if it's not, then this, the advantage probably goes to the Spartans because then Michigan's going to have to throw. Right. Oh, I agree with that. I think it's going to be close. I don't, yeah. We talked about the line earlier. I don't think I, Michigan's defense is not going to let this game get away with them. Although, although Northwestern has shown, did show, Michigan's defense is prone to give up the long play. Yeah. Yep. If they're going to break it, bust the coverage, or if they're going to get 
somebody's going to break through to the second level. I don't understand why we don't have the speed in the defensive backfield to make to chase those angles and make those plays. Sure. I'm with you. Um, I, I do think we have a little bit of an advantage come second half. Michigan's up by a little. I honestly think if Michigan State's going to try to load the box, I think you're going to you're going to put McNamara in a position where if all you're asking him to do is make the eight to twelve yard pass, don't be the hero, manage the game, keep it thir- second and short, second and medium, third and short, and then you can play action out of that, and then you can also um, not sc- not screen, but it's slant routes. Yeah. Well, all right. So speaking of halves, as you mentioned that, I literally just pulled it up. So the game right now, it's Michigan minus four and a half. But the spread for the first half is Michigan minus three. So, you know, they're only saying an extra point and a half for the second half. That's uh, th- that's proving that it's going to Michigan for that. Do people. OK, you and I think that way. Do the, do do the betters actually kind of think about it where they're going to say okay i want to do a second half line of two i'm telling you i mean that's i i literally because you and i were talking about this i'm like man it opened at four i thought it was going to be three and a half and i was going to buy it to four and seeing that i mean as soon as we get off the phone i'm going and placing a second half bet on that one and a half so yeah <laughs> so would you and i don't know how that works would you almost like do a spread on that or do they, they have a very specific second half? uh well so yeah no I, you'd have to take it at what they're offering on that so i would take the second half on that so Yep. All day. All day. Um, All right, man. I'm going to have to record it because I will be at. You'll be at Martinsville. Which, oh, by the way, we got some racing going on. Oh, yeah. Race. So, so, all right. uh, Before you get to the weather, uh, I had uh, Parker Kligerman on earlier and I asked him what goes on his hot dog. Uh, What goes on Aaron Studwell's hot dog? Oh, I've never been to Martinsville. I will tell you. Well, just in general, what's your? Oh, in uh, general, yes. Mustard and onion. Mustard and onion. Mustard and onion. Okay, he was mustard and sauerkraut. Uh, I can do that. I can do that. I'm not going to say what's on mine because nobody would oh, listen to my show anymore. <laughs> don't you're going to say ketchup? I am. Communist. <laughs> it's either plain, like I will do bun and dog by itself if it's a perfectly steamed hot dog, or it's going to be just ketchup. <laughs> okay, I will do bun. I will do bun and hot dog if that thing is scorched. Yes. Yeah. If it has a layer of carbon on the outside that is just the perfect crunch. Yep. Okay, I'm going to freak you out on hot dogs real quick, although it is a derivative of. Uh, uh, Parker's. Okay. I'll put, I'll put kimchi in a hot dog. Okay. Hey, I mean, I, I can't judge because I do get judged. So I'll never forget. <laughs> I was I was in Chicago for a Monday night uh, Detroit Lions-Chicago Bears game, and I got more crap for the ketchup on my hot dog than I did for the fact that I had a Lions jersey on. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think you deserve that. I honestly <laughs> think enough. you deserve that. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so Martinsville. We got all three. It's been freaking three, four weeks since we've had all three series. Uh, what, are, what do we got for the weather early outlook? <laughs> you know, I'm, we're saying this, and I'm like, oh, we could possibly do a triple header. Although, um, trucks are at one o'clock Eastern FS1. The problem's going to be we do have a chance of showers really right now on the outlooks to say a good part of the day, there's a chance of showers. Uh, cloudy skies, of course. West winds 6 to 12 miles an hour, high of 55, low of 45, which is actually below. A pretty good bit below normal yeah. for uh, Martinsville, but not snow. Not snow. <laughs> but not no. snow. Yep. Uh, so we've got the the Xfinity race uh, that night, six o'clock start. So it's going to be um, maybe the showers move out by then. I hope. Um, but yeah, it's not going to be a great day for um, a doubleheader. Sunday, that cold front's going to push through. Man, it's going to be gorgeous. Sunny skies. Northwest winds four to eight. High of 66, low of 40. Ooh. Burr. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then what about the big game 
in East Lansing, Saturday, 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, what do we got for that? Um, showers moving out. The, the field, the, the turf may be a little damp, but uh, for a noon kickoff, eastern uh, northerly winds, probably 10 to 15 miles an hour with, more, with higher gusts. Uh, I don't think the skies are going to clear, and uh, but there's no chance of rain. So it's just going to be high of 55, low of 44. But you know, that morning, you go out for morning uh, warm-ups, or you're setting up at the tailgate up in East Lansing, and it's uh, bring a jacket. Bring it's, a jacket. It's brisk. It's, it's cider. Brisk. You know what it is? And I miss it down here. It's cider and donut weather. Oh, you know it. Uh, I, I am in the doghouse because I have yet to get the wife to a cider mill, and it's not going to happen this weekend. So, uh, well, Okay, you know, really, you're sitting in my book with two strikes against you. I am. Ketchup, ketchup, ketchup and yeah. No cider and no uh, Dude, do I well, do I need to so go? Technically, I, 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 I want to take I want to take Lindsay in my car because I can only fit two people in my car. <laughs> I'm leaving you at home. We're going to get cider and donuts, and maybe we bring you back a greasy bag. Well, yeah, I mean, so she can't even drink the cider because technically that's like one of the non-allowed things for pregnant. Oh, I didn't know that uh, cider. So she just wants the donuts, which is fine. I'm all about a good cinnamon sugar donut, but. Uh, We've got the game Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we've got a couple things going on. Plus, obviously, have to watch the race. And and then the following weekend, I am traveling for work. And then the weekend after that's the baby shower. So that's mid-November. And then those places are long closed. No. So, yeah. So yes. I am... Uh, I'm in the doghouse on that until next year when we get to take the baby to the cider mill for the first time. So, And that that is your definition of photo op. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know it. Uh, okay. All right, man. Well, listen, That was a, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait next week. Hopefully, we are celebrating a Michigan W along with uh, Newdorf, uh, last race of the year. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to schedule and get you guys both on at the same time and uh, looking forward to closing it out with you guys. Hey, I'm flexible and this has been a great season um, for a lot of reasons and I appreciate you, your friendship and everything you've done to support. Ah, the new company, oh, the new yes, brand. Shit. Yes. Sorry, my bad. No, bro, take, go take, ahead. Drop, bleep yourself. Bleep yourself, no, young good. man. Look at it's that. good. Okay, it's your show. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you follow at Race Weather on Twitter, please give, and you'll see several tweets about this at EC Sports Management uh, MGMT Sports MGMT EC Sports MGMT. So EC Sports Management is the new brand of my company. We are doing the same thing, but we are also branching out into other forms of athletics, off track, uh, stick and ball sports, wrestling, NCAA NIL rules, name, image, likeness. Um, if you've got a sport and you need sponsorship, financial support, or your company that's looking to get into sports, um, drop me a line, uh, ecsportsmgmt.com. And look at that. We have a .com now. Woohoo. I know. And um, no, just we're going the right direction. There's a lot of uh, promise for the future. We're adding clients. We're adding race teams. And we're growing as a company. So any of your listeners want to be part of it, uh, give me a follow. And um, we'll see you out there. And we just accepted our first cryptocurrency payment yesterday. Ooh, look at that. I know. Castle's got a smile on his face. Yes, he does, and he's a, he, he has his influence on my he has his influence on my pocketbook. <laughs> I love it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, there you have it. Go follow Aaron. We'll get that retweeted out as well. And uh, look forward to talking with you soon, man. Sounds good. Have a great week. Go Blue. Yes, go Blue. All right, we'll see you. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, great to catch up with Aaron. Just one more weather segment for the year. Uh, okay, let's keep things going with this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. Uh, my lucky dog for the race weekend. Once again, Kyle Larson, how can it not be? And uh, my lap down, once again, the Lions, how can it not be? 0-7, they did trick plays that worked. They went for two-point conversions that worked, fourth downs that worked. Yet... They're still 0-7. My Lions. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Scott at 1985 Wagner's Lucky Dog Martin Truex Jr. Bad luck. Great finish. Lap down Team Penske. 
drivers. Bad luck, no luck at all. Uh, Jeff at JBEF1789, lap down, 550 package. Great restarts, but that's it. That was the last one. Won't miss ya. That's a good call there. Lucky dog, the NASCAR playoffs. So much excitement and entertainment. Can't wait to see who bumps and runs into the title race. Hashtag short tracks. Yes, Jeff, you nailed it there, my man. Uh, Carson at Carson Hagelin. Lucky dog, uh, Max Verstappen winning the USGP in a nail-biting finish over Lewis Hamilton. Look at that. I love that. Lap down, Penske Trio needing to have good days, all leaving Kansas under the cutoff. Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky dog, Max, wait, wrong race, Kyle Larson racing. And the memory of Rick Hendrick. <laughs> Lap down, putting down, or I'm sorry, Ricky Hendrick. I can read. Lap down, putting two of the biggest races on at the same time, and Blaney for having issues after a great day. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog going to Kyle Larson. Wow. Just wow. Real Jeff Gordon 1998 vibes. Wow. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog Kyle Busch above the cut line, even with a disaster of a race. Lap down Blaney. Caught up in another person's mess and lost a ton of points. Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog Chase Elliott hitting the wall in the final laps, but able to keep his car apart and finish in second place. Additional lucky dog to Kyle Larson winning in that five for the late Ricky Hendricks 17 years after that tragic plane crash. Lap down Ryan Blaney losing a lot of points today. Matt at CH9 SE fan. Lucky dog tricks Blaney for not losing near as much as they should have for fighting super hard a lap down daniel hammer cusses the universe doesn't want him to win apparently uh mick echo ducks five underscore mick lucky dog kyle larson the entire five team three in a row lap down 2014 looked like the car to beat had to come back down pit road to tighten some lug nuts uh rowdy at the rowdy dragons lucky dog kyle larson young money still not done Double-digit wins on the horizon. Lap down Blaney is worthy of a top-four spot going to the playoffs. It's a shame a non-playoff car ends his day. He'll be hard-pressed to win at Martinsville. And Rye Cape at Rye Cape. Lucky dog, the weather getting cold. Uh, we could really have some good racing in Kansas. Lap down, getting a spin two laps after you need it from the car. Brad will drive Oh, next year. The irony was just too good. I love it. All right. There you have this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. Let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. All right, Lap Traffic Fantasy players, there's just eight of you left. And after this weekend at Martinsville, we'll be down to four. The final four. That's right. There are just two more race weekends to go. And I am excited to see who takes home the crown this year of Lap Traffic Fantasy Champion. Ah, so much excitement. All that good stuff. Also, be on the lookout uh, for the uh, survey for this year's league. Uh, looking for your feedback. Anybody can complete it, especially those that have played and those that are looking to play next year that have some suggestions as well. I'll have the link up on the website uh, probably for next weekend, to be honest with you. So be on the lookout for that. I'll let you guys know once that's up there. Uh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, unable to get anybody scheduled for the show to make their picks. Hopefully next week we can get all four Fantasy Four players on the show to make their picks. That said, let's uh, recap take a look at things right now in first with 232 is steven dfs nascar guy in second with 225 is glenn atkins in third with 224 is john atwinsel in fourth with 216 is joshua neal in fifth with 194 is stephanie in sixth with 181 is brad in seventh with 178 is jeff and in eighth with 148 is john king so uh some work to be done if you're outside looking in you know can stephanie pick up uh you know 20 points it's possible uh josh is going to need to have a blow a blow up of a day for that to happen though i think so uh we'll see what happens we'll see who our final four are that said uh i think it's time to make some picks just two races to go in the 2021 season. We are headed to the paperclip. That is Martinsville. Martin Truex Jr. has been one of the short track kings as of late. He picked up the win in the spring as well as a few others at the paperclip. He is going to need to win if we're going to see that 19 car running for the championship at Phoenix. 
Chase Elliott won his way to the Final Four in the championship last year, at which started at Martinsville. It looks like the nine car should be good to make it on points as long as the nine and four don't cross paths. All three Penske drivers on the outside looking in at the moment. The 12 car might be able to point his way in, but Brad and Joey will both be looking for wins and will both be looking to add to their clock collection. Who gets to Phoenix? Who adds to their grandfather clocks? Does Larson pick up his fourth straight win and win number 10 on the season? And what goes on a hot dog? We will find out this weekend. But first, it's time for my picks. The trucks. Yes, we've got the trucks back. And I am going with John Hunter Nemechek, of course, for the win. Uh, The Xfinity Series. AJ Allmendinger needs a clock, so let's get him a clock. And the cup, hey, still got to ride this thing out with Kevin Harvick and hopefully get that win without zero wins this year. We'll see what happens. All right, that's a wrap. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 263 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Traffic Podcast, and Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Don't forget about the giveaway. Huge thank you to Aaron Studwell, AJ Allmendinger, Parker Klickerman for calling into the show. Next week, Dustin Albino from jayski.com and I uh, will have our final Jayski show of the year. Can't wait to catch up with him as we preview Phoenix. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!